0: Hello, small group leaders. Welcome to the Small Group Leaders Podcast for week four of the series Made for More. I'm your host, Roy McMillan, and I'm really looking forward to this week's studies. Weren't last week's services amazing? Pastor Willie brought such a great message in that style that is unmistakably his own. This week we have another guest speaker, Pastor Sean Gala, who will bring a message that will be unforgettable as well as inspiring. Pastor Sean is a campus pastor at LifePoint Church, as well as a friend of Pastor Chris. In fact, it was Pastor Chris who helped to lead Sean, who was an atheist at the time, to Jesus. This week, our small group study guide focuses on two more biblical characters who illustrate the idea that we are all made for more. The character for the sermon study is one who, although unnamed, is one that I'm sure you will all recall as he is found in all three of the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The character is one we'll refer to as the man on the mat. He's the paralytic man who was brought by his friends to see Jesus. The second character for the Exploring More page of the guide is the prophet Jonah. Before we look at this week's study guide, I wanted to remind you that the study guide is emailed each week to every member of every group. The purpose of doing this is so that your group members can spend some time reading through the guide, reading the associated scriptures, and thinking about their answers to the questions. As group leaders, be sure to encourage your group to spend some time doing that. If any of them indicate that they did not receive the guide, forward them a copy via email, or have them pick up a hard copy of the guide at the Special Events Desk on Sunday. So let's dive into the study guide. As with prior weeks, we start off the sermon study with the reflecting on this week's sermon section and answer the questions tied to this week's sermon. Looking back on this week's sermon, what stood out to you as particularly helpful, difficult, insightful, or challenging? What was said that you feel prompted to apply in your own life? And how will you apply it? Pastor Sean has an amazing testimony that he will share this Sunday, so I'm quite sure that these questions will generate a lot of great discussion. Take as much time as you need to on this. Don't rush it. Let the Holy Spirit work as the group shares their thoughts here. After discussing the sermon, you can go further in exploring the man on the mat by going through the Digging for More through the man on the mat section of the guide. The account of the story of the man on the mat that we will be focusing on is in the Gospel of Mark. Have someone in your group read Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. As we head into Easter this year, we're being challenged as a body to reach one more to think about those people in our lives who are close to us, but far from Jesus. Then we're being challenged to invite them to come and see so that they can learn that they are made for more. In his sermon, Pastor Sean will be touching on three things that this passage reveals, three things that are needed as we take up this challenge. We need to bear some burdens, break some rules, and watch God work. The questions as we dig for more in this story are based on these three things. The first set of questions focuses on the idea that we need to bear some burdens. We need to have hearts of compassion. In the story of the paralytic man, the man on the mat, it was his friends whose compassion led them to take up his burden. They had faith that Jesus could heal their friend And so they literally bore his burden as they carried him on his mat in order to bring him to Jesus. They had hearts filled with compassion for this man who was close to them, but because of his condition was far from Jesus and unable to get to him on his own. The friends of the man on the mat physically took up the burden of their friend by carrying him to Jesus. The question here asks us to reflect on those in our lives who are close to us, but far from Jesus. Think about the burdens that those people might bear and then answer the question, what are the burdens that you can help them bear? Perhaps they need someone to physically bring them to Jesus by offering to pick them up and drive them to church. Maybe the burden is finding someone to watch their kids so that they can go to church. Maybe it's a physical, financial, or emotional need that we can help them to bear. Allow time for your group to share on this and then ask, how can you help them bear their burdens? How can we reflect the love of Jesus to those who are far from him? This is a great opportunity for your group members to share ideas If one person can't think of a way by which they can bear the burden of the person they've identified, someone else in the group may be able to suggest a way that worked for them. The next set of questions focuses on the idea that we need to break some rules. What we're saying here is not that we should just ignore rules or laws, in order to help those who we know need Jesus in their lives. It's more the idea that we must be willing to take some risks. When the friends of the man on the mat got to the house where Jesus was staying, they weren't able to get near Jesus. They couldn't enter the house because a large crowd had gathered both inside and outside the house. So rather than just giving up, they decided to take a risk. They broke some rules by going up to the roof of the house and removing part of the roof so that they could lower their friend into the house and get him in front of Jesus. The result was that their friend was healed by Jesus, not because of his own faith, but as a result of their faith. It was their faith that was honored in the healing of their friend. The risk that they took was a risk worth taking. In order to bring those close to us to Jesus, there may be a risk involved. The questions here are, what are some of the risks that we may need to take in order to bring those close to us to Jesus? And what keeps us from being willing to take those risks? When I think of those close to me who I know need Jesus in their lives, I think that the risks are things like being rejected Um, being subjected to the anger of the other person, or even being ridiculed. These are the kinds of things that could probably hold me back from taking the risk. But the end result, the outcome of bringing someone to Jesus, far outweighs the risk. The final set of questions in this study focuses on the idea that we need to watch God work. In the story of The Man on the Mat, the friends brought the man to Jesus. They bore his burden by carrying him to the house where Jesus was staying. They took a risk and lowered him through the roof when they couldn't get him in the house by conventional means. But that's where their responsibility ended. They brought their friend to Jesus. Now they just needed to sit back and let him do the work. How often do we think it's our responsibility to save those close to us when really all we need to do is to bring them to Jesus, to give them the opportunity to meet with him, and then let him take it from there? As I mentioned earlier, we're being challenged to reach one more person for Jesus. We are being challenged to invite one more Take some time to share as a group those whom you plan to bring to Jesus this Easter. Then as a group, pray for those people. Pray that they will be open to the invitation and that you will be willing to sit back and watch God work in their lives. Well, that brings us to the end of the sermon study. Let's turn our attention now to the second page of this week's guide, Exploring More Through Jonah. There are five bullet points here with a series of questions in each. There's a fair amount of Scripture reading here, so as I mentioned before, encourage your group members to read them ahead of time. But you may still want to read through them as a group. There's something special about hearing the Word of God read aloud. For the first bullet point, the passage to be read is Jonah chapter 1, verses 1-3. to 3. This passage begins with the words, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. God speaks to Jonah and tells him that he has seen the wickedness of the great city of Nineveh. He calls upon Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach against that city, announcing God's judgment upon it. But Jonah is reluctant. He gets up and heads for Tarshish in an effort to flee God and God's call. In the NLT, it says that Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. He wants to put as much distance between him and God's call as possible. At the port of Joppa, Jonah finds a ship headed for Tarshish, pays his fare, and boards the ship. The first question here is why did Jonah flee in the opposite direction from God's call from him for him to go to Nineveh? Well, perhaps he was afraid to go to Nineveh, or maybe he was worried that it would be embarrassing if he preached against them and they either didn't believe him or just laughed in his face. These things could certainly have gone through Jonah's mind, but when we look at the story of Jonah, we can see that he doesn't think that the Ninevites can sustain their repentance. And he doesn't think that such people should be forgiven, even if they do repent. Jonah didn't want his enemies to receive the same mercy and grace that he had come to expect from God. The next two questions ask us to apply this to our own lives. Have you ever run away from a call that God placed on your life? If so, how and why did you flee from that call? As your group shares on this, encourage them and thank them for their willingness to share and be vulnerable about what could be difficult for them to share. For the next bullet point, the passage to be read is Jonah chapter 1, verses 4-17. to 17. In this passage, we see that as Jonah tried to flee from God and from the purpose that God had for him, God sent a raging storm and a large fish to stop Jonah and get his attention. When we try to avoid our own God-given purpose, God may allow circumstances in our lives that he'll use to get our attention and turn our focus back to him and the more that we were made for. He may not send a storm or a large fish to slow us down, but he will allow circumstances in our lives to accomplish what the storm and the fish did in the life of Jonah. For this question, we're asked to think about a time when we tried to avoid God's call on our lives. The question is, what were the circumstances that God allowed in your life to slow you down and get your attention as you ran from his call? Ever since I was a boy, I have felt that God had a call on my life for ministry, but I never stepped into that call. I did the things that I wanted to do in life, and I volunteered some at church, but that was it. But God allowed a circumstance in my life to slow me down and get my attention. That circumstance was a torn rotator cuff for which I needed surgery. The recovery was long and sometimes painful, and I never returned to the job that I had been working as a personal trainer. I now had more time to sit and reflect, and God now had my attention. I heard his voice, and I knew he wanted me to step into ministry, so I began to study. At this time, I'm still studying, but I've received my initial credentials as a certified minister with the Assemblies of God. For the third bullet point, the passage to be read is Jonah chapter 3 verses 1 to 10, which begins similarly similarly to Jonah chapter 1. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. After Jonah spent three days in the belly of a fish, God gave him a second chance. Despite the fact that Jonah tried to avoid the call that God had on his life, God had made Jonah for more. This time, Jonah did what God called him to do, and the people of Nineveh repented. The God we serve is a God of second chances. He wants us to step into the more that he made us for, even when we, at first, may be reluctant to do so. Have your group share about any time in their lives when they have seen this to be true, To share about a time when God gave them a second chance. Have them share how they responded to that second chance. For the next bullet point, the passage to be read is Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 to 11. Sometimes when God calls people to a mission or purpose, the task and journey don't seem to make sense. In chapter 4, we can see that Jonah was never really convinced about the need to print, preach repentance to Nineveh. When the Ninevites repented, he reacted with anger. If we look at Exodus chapter 3 verse, uh, verse 11 through chapter 4 verse 17, we see that Moses argued with God concerning his mission. The prophet Elijah suffered consequences in his confrontation with Baal's prophets. And God had to encourage him more than once to continue. We see that in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 to 18. And Jeremiah struggled with God concerning his call. And we see that in Jeremiah 20, verses 7 to 9. The first question here asks, Have you ever questioned the more that God made you for? Or the mission he called you to? And if so, why? And the second question asks, what has helped you to get past your doubts or your struggles concerning your God-given mission or purpose? When I look at God's call on my life, I recall that my initial reaction was, I'm too old. And I've messed up too many times to be worthy of this calling. Now, these were really just excuses. What really made me question the calling was self-doubt. I didn't believe I was capable of doing what God was calling me to do. What helped me get past that self-doubt was spending time with God and in and in His Word, and the counsel of pastors in our church. That brings us to the final bullet point in the Jonah study. The passages to read here are Jonah, Jonah 4:11, Matthew 18 verses 12 to 14 and 2 Peter 3, verse 9. When you read these passages, it's very clear that it's God's desire that all people should be given the opportunity to come to repentance and have eternal life. As believers, we share the mission of bringing others into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Part of our more is to bring one more. In your group, share about who you will invite to to join you in church this coming Easter Sunday. Then, as a group, pray for those people. This Sunday, there will be a push to invite people to our Easter Sunday services. We will be challenged to bring one more to meet Jesus. One of the biblical purposes for small groups is evangelism. We need to partner with the church in helping to bring others to Jesus, As a group leader, challenge the members of your group to take the materials being distributed at church and invite people to evangel. Well, that's it for this week. Father God, I thank you for all that you're doing in the body of an evangel and in our small groups. I thank you for the vision of our leaders and for the leadership that they bring. Lord, help us to accept this challenge to bring one more to your son, Jesus. As we think about who we will invite on Easter, I ask that you begin to prepare the hearts of those people to hear the good news that comes from a relationship with Jesus. I pray that in all that we do and all that we say, you will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week and a great time in groups. Thanks for all you do. God bless.